Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Tauber. I'm an award-winning personal stylist who's actually been in the business now for 17 years. I specialize in elevating professional women, entrepreneurs, and women in business with their personal brand. These podcasts are about sharing my hints and tips. And along the way, I'm super excited to welcome guests who will be sharing their star stories, their expert advice. And I'm also going to be showcasing some brands that I know you are going to love. So if you're a lady who lacks time, struggles to put an outfit together, wears the same things time and time again, and doesn't want the hassle to find something new when shopping, you will absolutely enjoy this podcast. I really hope you loved the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Hello, I'm Lisa Talbot. I am the Pocket Stylist. I'm an award-winning personal stylist and over the next few weeks, I'm going to be sharing with you lots of hints and tips about wardrobes, fashion, clothes, and I'm going to be joined by a number of guests. So I really hope you're going to enjoy listening to the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Talbot, and I can't quite believe we're in episode seven. Um, But today I am thrilled to be joined by Laura of Savvy Peacock. So hi, Laura, how are you? Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. So nice to see you face to face after having all that audio conversation on Clubhouse. I know. And isn't it lovely? Because I met you through Clubhouse um, and we kind of got talking on Instagram and I've been listening to you in your rooms, etc. And I just think you are going to be a perfect guest today because tell everybody what you do um, and then we'll go into talk more about how it affects clothes and what we buy. Yeah, of course. So uh, my name's Laura. I'm the founder of Savvy Peacocks. So I've recently left my banking career after 20 years to start this business as a financial coaching service. But what I do is I predominantly support families to work with them to help them achieve their goals, whatever that may be within their life. You know, normally it's attached to some kind of money goal whereby we not only work towards that, but we bring in the whole family to make sure it's all encompassing and using it as a learning exercise and a learning tool for those children in our families as well, so that they can really understand the importance of working towards goals, what that means, how it feels. And of course, along the way, we end up with lessons around saving and investing and how to budget and things like that. So um, yeah, it's, it's working out really nicely. And um, yes, it's, it's a really good, good service and a good offering that a lot of people are benefiting from already. Yeah. And, and you know, I think it's so interesting because doing it as a family though, it teaches, doesn't it? Our children mm. that, you know, that the food you put on the table just doesn't come from the tree you've shaken at the bottom of the garden kind of thing, <laughs> you know, and the bills that, that get paid and everything like that, because when they, they grow up, you know, to, I don't know, to start driving, they have to then budget for petrol or, you know, anything like that. Or they then start to think about, you know, going out into the big wide world on their own. They then have to think, right, this costs, that costs, and actually I'm going to need to save for this or I'm going to need to at least make sure that, you know, with my wages, if I get paid, I don't know, £4,000, for example, then I'm only going to be able to actually spend... 20 pound of it because everything else is is taken up on bills or things like that isn't it so I think it's really interesting how we we teach that but I think what also is interesting do you find and I 
I find money and clothes a really, really interesting topic because you can spend five pounds on clothes or you could spend 500 pounds on clothes. And it's really interesting how people have almost a different money mindset when it comes to clothes because they don't necessarily budget for the clothes that they have to wear, do they? No, and I think it's similar to, it's like the whole premise of my business really, you know, we prioritise teaching our children certain things like swimming lessons, riding a bike and stuff like that. And then we forget to teach them about those life skills and around how to have great money management. And for me, that's the same with clothes. Clothes are an essential item that we all need. They're things that are going to wear out, that we're going to need to replace, or our style might change or our size might change. But very often we don't plan ahead for those things happening. We forget that clothes are something we all need. And for me, it should be, it's an essential item that should be in line with all your other things that you're budgeting for. You know, when you're assigning money for food, you should be assigning money for clothes as you should be signing money for car expenses. It's, it should all be the same thing because for me, it's an essential item, not only because we can't walk around naked, but for, <laughs> but for the fact that, you know, it makes us feel good. Yeah. And I think particularly for women, if you don't make that allowance, that's how women slip into always wearing the same thing, having the same garments in their wardrobe for 10 years, end up just wearing joggers or leggings and not taking real care of themselves and having that self-care element. So mm. for me, it all falls into the same thing. And you're, you're so right, because, you know, from my perspective as a stylist, it's all about how clothes make you feel. So, but, you, but you're so right. It's, you know, the money that um, people may have a month they don't budget for the fact that actually, you know what, the, the, the little boy or the little girl is going to need new clothes. But also from a woman's point of view, they make us feel so good. And that's why, you know, I, I always promote the fact that it doesn't matter whether you buy in Primark or whether you buy in Prada. It's how it makes you feel. Um, where, where do you sit from the whole kind of clothing point of view, from a money point of view? Do you kind of mix your high street with a little bit more middle to high end to make sure you get longevity? Or do you find that you, you stick to one side of it? Or where, where do you sit from, from the kind of things that you like as well? Well, I think, you know, when I look back in my 20s and my early 30s, I was very happy to spend money quickly and, you know, having lots of different things and like say accessorizing and going to more of the high street places. But as I've got older, I have learned that buying the, the things for longevity and the higher ticket items will, will help me to have a, a better wardrobe as it were, and having more of those, um, you know, a handful of outfits rather than having a whole array of choices. That may well have stemmed from the fact that there's not so much opportunity to go out as you go into parenthood. You know, I've got three young children. So for me, I'm not going out every night like yeah. I was in my 20s. And, you know, dressing up for the school run is not a priority for me. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it's something that's changed over time. 
um, something I've really had to push myself and we've had this conversation is to spend money on myself. I definitely budget for the requirements of the children and I ensure that I'm quite savvy with that and, you know, hand down my eldest boys clothes down to my youngest boys clothes. And I do that with my cousins and nieces and nephews. But you and see stuff. that that works as well, doesn't it? With regards to slow fashion and also sustainability. Yeah. So, you, you know, from that perspective, yes, it, it's great from a money point of view as yeah. well. But it, it does then help the whole sustainable because you're not just getting rid of it. You're you're really making use of the garments that you've had. And also for children, you know, they don't wear out clothes. You know, yes, they might get rips in their knees and stuff for jeans and things. But tops and T-shirts, they don't wear out. Definitely baby clothes. Goodness me. I mean, you get gifted so many, don't yeah. you? And then, you know, they never actually get through them. And actually, you only need a handful and just keep washing them. So I'm a big believer in like repurposing and resharing for children's clothes. But for myself, I don't do that. And I have probably lost my mojo for wanting to spend money on myself for my own clothes. And I've only really done it when I've really been pushed to do it by my partner or I've pushed myself to do it because I've got to a point where I feel so uncomfortable in what I'm wearing and I've lost my way a little bit. Um, and the silly thing is once I've done that and I have bought something new or I have accessorized it in a nice way, it's made me feel so good and it's built my oxytocin levels. But then all of a sudden I slip into, oh, but I'm a mum and they're my priority. And then a few months later, I have to go back to remind, that, remind myself that yeah. I need to look after myself as well. So yeah, that, that's a bit like... Like a buyer's remorse isn't it it's yeah. about, you know buyer's guilt you you buy it or because you like it and then you sometimes you get it home and go no i don't i don't really want it but actually you're you're so right clothes have an amazing way of making just lifting your mood creating the confidence and making you feel good and i think you know definitely where where money's concerned you know when i i take people shopping one of the questions i ask them is what is your budget? And whether it's online shopping or whether it's, you know, face-to-face -face shopping throughout the high street or, or a shopping center or, you know, a department store, whatever. I say to them, you know, what is your budget? And the only reason I ask the budget is because I know then where I'm going to shop and the brands that I'm going to show um, the client. But it's really interesting. It's one of those questions I, that I watch them almost feel a little bit uncomfortable when I say that. And I, and I don't say it for any other reason than literally I can then know where I'm going to shop. So if a client has a hundred pounds to spend or a client has a thousand pounds to spend, then I've got different retailers and online places that I can go to, that I can show them. It's never about, you know, how much you spend to how much you get. It, it's all relevant to, to some people, you know, different people spend in different ways. Um, and whereas one lady may choose to buy one top for a hundred pound, somebody else, you know, may choose to say, I want 10 things for a hundred pound. So it's, it's about never feeling guilty from a clothing point of view about how much you spend. It's working out how you're going to spend it that's going to most benefit not only your lifestyle, but the wardrobe that you actually have. Because the wardrobe that you've actually had has got to work for you. So it could be that, I don't know, say you um, set aside, I don't know, £50 for the month, for example. It may be that you only choose to buy a belt or a handbag because that's going to work. Or it may be that you've got £10. So actually, 
it could be that you choose to buy a top from a high street retailer that is still going to work within your budget. It's, it's all relevant with regarding how much you spend to the budget that you have. Mm. Yeah. But I think that's the important bit is, is budgeting for it because yeah. I think all too often clothes shopping and buying accessories is the the probably the biggest contributor to credit card debt in this country because you have the the impulsion you know you you want it yeah um, and actually if you plan every month that you're going to allow yourself to spend some money on clothing or accessorize then you're, you're giving yourself permission and you're not going to sort of fall down that slippery slope of being tempted to just whack it on the credit card um, so I think that's a, a big lesson that most people could learn. And I think that's where the error of people's ways come when they think about buying clothes. I've got a question though, based on what you just said there. So if someone said to you, I've got a 500 pound budget, um, would you, in a normal circumstance, would you choose to do a bit of a mixture between high street and a few statement pieces, or would you, um, would you go more for, okay, well, 500 is on the higher end. We're redoing a wardrobe. Like how, what approach would you take? Okay. So, so when you, so say if someone came with a 500 pound budget, we always talk to the clients first anyway, you know, what are you trying to achieve? Um, and a lot of the time before now they have uploaded some key pieces into the online wardrobe. So we can also see, or I can see exactly what the client has got in their wardrobe. And then realistically, I think you can have a mixture personally, because with a 500 pound budget, it could be that the lady says, I'm a, a lady who loves to wear jeans, for example, I can't find any jeans that really fit me. So with a 500 pound budget, I might say to her, do you know what, I know a, a really nice brand, they will fit beautifully on your body shape, but they're 200 pound. Yeah. So actually the investment, because this lady might love jeans, she can't actually find a decent pair that she knows that she feels good in, or you know, doesn't gape round the waist, or doesn't fall down over the hips. So the investment would be, let's spend 200 pound of that 500 pound budget, on a pair of jeans. Then in between, what we can also do is make sure your look is modern and fresh, and we can choose maybe a couple of bits from the high street. And then we can also choose maybe a few bits that are middle branded as well. But you may then have a lady who says, um, I really want a really lovely leather jacket. Okay, so do you want it to be leather or do you want it to be pleather and if mm. they say no i want it to be leather so you know then out of that 500 bud budget you you might end up spending 245 pound for example on an all saints leather jacket because you know also that's gonna last a lifetime yeah you know something like that they're key pieces denim and a leather jacket or a beautiful coat you know they're gonna be the items that have so much longevity so that's where you can apportion maybe spending and and lots of ladies do they warrant spending more money on those key pieces because they know they're going to last and then using a little bit of the high street you know to inject the real modern look so you can inject this season's tones you can inject this season's fashion etc so that does that answer your question with regards to that 
Yeah, because I think most people would just think, oh, great, I've got 500 pounds, I can get a whole new wardrobe. Yeah, how much can I get? And I think if you break it down into buying one or two things that are going to last you a lifetime that are versatile, that you can do with other things and top it up with um, some high street bits that you might want to change over the seasons, then that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. And the thing is with, with the high street or with any brand, you know, or any retailer, whether it be online or in the high street, you will never buy all of your wardrobe in one place. You just won't because Mm -hmm. you won't be able to create a really lovely eclectic wardrobe by doing that. And also you won't get what you want. And also some of the styles in those stores and on the retailer side, you won't like anyway. So it's about saying, right, I'm going to have a little bit of this from there, a little bit of this from there, some of that from there. Oh, I'm going to go back to that one for there. And actually, that's how you create that eclectic look. It's very easy. I do know me saying that, you know, because that's Mm. what I do for a job. But actually, if you have the, the, the one thing I would say that people struggle with when they go shopping is time. That's all it is it's time you know you said you're a a busy mum of three young children Mm -hmm. you know when would you really think oh do you know what I'm going to spend a couple of hours going around the high street finding four pieces of clothing that I might go from here here and here and actually that's where people lack the time which is why a lot of my clients find it easier to say Lisa I'd rather spend three hours with you or two hours with you just take me and get what I need because I spend my life in the shops or online so I know who's got what how they're styling where the colors are I can walk into a high street retailer even now and say right that's over there this is over here and that's where the time saving comes in Um, and that's where then people get much much better value for money because they're then getting pieces that they know are going to fit they know it's going to be a good shape um, and that's where you you must know some friends or maybe even yourself you know lots of ladies say I love this top I bought it in all the colors because- <laughs> my mum does that <laughs> she literally comes with the same top but all different colors yeah. honestly because it's easy and it's yeah. And it's not because necessarily um, people want all of those tops in all of those colours, but actually it's much quicker to go and buy four tops in four different colours than having to think, oh God, I need another top. So where am I going to go for it? Mm. And that's that's it. So a lot of it is time as well. And that's where people kind of apportion the time but yeah that 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 I think that falls in line with also spending the money you know for for me this is where women struggle because it feels selfish it feels selfish to spend the money on themselves and to take the time to do it and so it's really easy to just sell or quickly go and have a look around the clothes whilst I'm in the supermarket and I'll just pick something up and that's me looked after and two things first of all you're probably not even going to bother trying it on secondly it's probably not going to be the right shape for you thirdly it's going to be cheap and not last you for very long so you're actually doing yourself out of a disservice even though it feels like the quickest easiest thing to do and I've done that myself yep no and Um, that's where a lot of people you're absolutely right they don't try on and then what happens is they don't try on they get it home then 
they can't get back to return it. And that's why I still see, you know, lots of clients still with the little swing ticket on the clothes. Um, and they say, oh, do you know what? I got it home. It didn't fit. And I just haven't had a chance to take it back. So it's, it, again, so that from your point of view, from a money point of view, that's a waste of money because you're, you're almost better spending that extra five minutes in the shops and just try it on because mm. try it on if it doesn't fit you know because you know from my perspective i can look at things on a hanger and go that's going to cut in here that's going to be a good shape for this but a lot of the things on the hangers they look so much better on because mm. what then they do their job you know they come in at the waist and do all that kind of thing yeah so, i think yeah. It's the same with online though because i've done that online as well where i've ordered things thought oh that's nice so whilst i'm there i'll order four or five things and then it arrives it's not the right cut it's not the right shape and i just can't be bothered to send it back to be honest yeah. and that, again that's a waste isn't it it's so economy isn't it yeah completely yeah. complete and it online is really interesting because obviously that everyone promotes online and i think loads of people oh, listen over the past year so many people have done online mm -hmm. they're probably yeah. they're now sick some of retailers have gone completely online haven't they take yeah. Debenhams have just gone all all online, online. Yeah, absolutely so but what's really interesting is they never talk to you about the quantity of returns because you know i think there was you know even an article the other day in one of the the newspapers somebody bought a pair of trousers and they were they were absolute they were so long and <laughs> online comes with a different knowledge you know you have to look at the model see how tall the model is see how what size the model is wearing the clothes and then try and relate it back to yourself you know so if i i mean i'm only five foot so if i look at a model and i think those trousers are nice and she's five foot eight, then I know not a hope in hell's chance are they going to fit me at all. So, you know, it, it's really interesting, but such an interesting topic, isn't it? About how the whole money and the mindset. And you're so right. I think women, that we are selfless. And actually, sometimes we need to little be a little bit selfish and go, do you know what? I'm going to A, give myself a bit of time time mm. to do the shops and also time and a little bit of the money in my budget to buy myself something nice that fits well is the right color and makes me feel fantastic i think you could almost say just once a season or even just once every six months making sure you're accounting for that shopping trip just for you having some childcare, so you know you're not going to get disturbed it only has to be half a day so we're talking like four hours every six months but to spend that time make sure you're clear about what you're buying what style suits you taking the time to try things on checking out return policies because there's really no point in you buying something from somewhere that's going to make it really difficult for you to return the item mm -hmm. um so there's lots there's lots to learn here and if you're yeah. doing that at the same time as sort of budgeting a little bit every month nice would it be to have 40 or 50 pounds every month for six months and then go ahead and and spend that money on yourself giving yourself and no, yeah ab absolutely and do you know what else also with regards to um returns you have to work out the policies because everybody's a little bit different mm. um so so yeah um and do you know isn't it lovely even my dog has joined in our <laughs> today. you know i think you can probably hear him barking in the background he wanted to get in on the podcast to say yeah. you know what? i think he's applauding us and clapping us he for what, what advice we're giving saying thank you so much 
for everybody. Um, you know, it, it's absolutely brilliant. I, I love the whole fact, like you said, and I have clients that literally do only shop seasonally and they don't shop at all in between. They just say, Lisa, let's go spring, summer and let's go autumn, winter. Yeah. And, and they do, they save you know, and, and that's where the love of my job, you know, I can work with everybody because some ladies literally do save. They save yeah. a proportion of money. And like you said, they allocate their time, they go for childcare and that's absolutely brilliant. Um, I think that's a really lovely way to finish this podcast. I have really enjoyed this chat and it's like everybody, isn't it? You could just talk forever because it's, Money is kind of your passion and helping people. Yeah. And clothes is kind of my passion. And I think that that's where it all, all comes into. So Laura, if, if anyone that's listening that wants to double up with us, you know, they want my help with budgeting and money and ensuring that they can afford these things and giving themselves permission and they need your help with styling, then, you know, I'm sure we could tag team them together. <laughs> we could, couldn't we? What a tag team. And then do you know what? That's, that's what's so lovely, isn't it? Women support each other and yeah. then they just bring everyone together don't they under under one kind of little banner which i think is lovely but laura thank you so much for joining me today um, i hope everybody has loved listening to this podcast um, and i look forward to seeing you next week thanks laura and goodbye thanks lisa Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to know more about working with me, then why not book a discovery call with me via my website, lisatalbert.co.uk. And I look forward to welcoming you back next week. Bye-bye.